this POV men with podcast trend on TikTok are like everything, y'all. I'm so serious. It's the funniest shit ever. And they're popping up on my For You page left and right. Even other straight men are calling out the BS and I'm all the way here for it. Calling out all the toxic BS, alpha male behavior that these boys have been brainwashed to believe is okay since the beginning of time. And it's finally being aired out, not tolerated, and I love it. I mean, it was definitely time because have you seen Twitter lately? I mean, yikes on several bikes. Like, how is anyone ever going to find a suitable partner? Like, ever. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom Stage starts now. Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lola and if you're new here, hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is just really a bunch of things I've been finding and I've been loving lately or things that have been uplifting my mood. So I figured why not share with my besties, right? I'm just going to jump in because there's really nothing else for me to intro today. There's an account I found recently. Well, it actually kind of found me. That's how the For You page works, right? Anyway, it was, I'm sure because of my single friends sending me funny TikToks about being single, and I usually respond with married ones to remind them to keep their peace. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. But if you know, you know. Or it's probably because of the podcast shows. But anyway, I found her, and her TikTok handle is Becca Moore, and she has this TikTok to share alpha male secrets so you don't have to. She paid 70 damn dollars. Yes. I said 70 American dollars for an app that teaches you how to be an alpha male. Did y'all know there was an actual alpha con? I didn't even know that was a thing. I think it was in Vegas or something like that. Like, oh my God, I'm dying of secondhand embarrassment. But she's taken alpha male courses and that are offered and like all of that. Just she has certificates. It's the funniest shit, especially because y'all, the lines are from like the mean girl's burn book or something like let me see if I can get a snippet on here because I don't want to get blocked or hit with copyright infringement or something this is not my tiktok or sound just so that's clear I'll also link all info and credits in the show notes but y'all listen to this because she obeys the law doesn't she so she can obey her man but anyway Mm, not when I'm president because when I'm president no more phones for you guys, okay? You can have like one flip phone for 45 minutes per day, max. And while we're at it, no more music. Why is that the song that you chose? It's like really sad. <laughs> I don't like it. So no more. Thank you. Like, oh my God, how terribly and hilarious y'all. I am just seriously concerned that this is what my single besties are dealing with because what the hell y'all? I mean, even the ones that are dating someone, Some of the guys are like this, and I'm just like, but why, though? I mean, my husband has some dumbass man ideas, but good grief. I can't even begin to wrap my head around what they could have been taught by their parents to make them think this is what is right and okay. But seriously, go give Becca a follow because she's hilarious, and she's learning how to be an alpha male, so we don't have to, and I stand her for that. Another good one on TikTok is Barrett Paul. 
who you should also follow because he has his amazing series of why we don't need straight guys. And it's just, wow. I do not own the rights to this clip either, but here's a little snippet. You don't need a flat stomach to rock low rise jeans. You don't. And I'm hot, sexy, beautiful. Right, I'm, I'm going to be a real dick here. we go. Welcome back to why we don't need straight guys part eight. Y'all should see my tagged notification section. It is awful. I guess this is our Aussie edition. Let's go. Yeah, y'all. This is the BS he's dealing with. He finds these straight men who claim to have all the answers as to why women are terrible. I guess basically, you know, we're the worst. He just points out how they're the actual ones that are the worst. Here's a little more of that TikTok clip. But I feel like the body positivity movement is an excuse for ladies and some men to just be lazy and just be fat. I'm sorry. Sorry for gaslighting? Poll time. Do you struggle with body image issues? Is laziness your biggest problem? What I really love is how people always equate someone's weight or body type to their health or how lazy they are. First of all, a skinny person can sometimes be internally unhealthier than a plus-size person. It all depends on diet, weight, height, etc. Like, people look at me and automatically think I'm fit or in shape, and the reality of it is I'm genetically just small. It's in my genes or whatever, so whether I like it or not, that's my body type. But I'm still more unhealthy than some women who are a larger size than me. I haven't touched a weight set or ran on a treadmill and I don't know how long. Just because my size 8, 9 looks healthy to you because I'm tall doesn't actually mean I'm fit. <laughs> but still, I love how men are always giving out advice on what women should be doing instead of being better themselves. Like, come to the table with something other than your dirty laundry and then talk to me, sir. But anyway, this is what women are dealing with nowadays. And I have two girls of my own and a son. And it's a nightmare on these streets. <laughs> I've also found black girl TikTok, mini vlogs, Amazon hauls. Like I've stumbled upon a few new sides of TikTok and I'm living for it. Organization, book talk, freak talk, kink talk. Didn't even know that was a thing, but it is. Rich black girl TikTok. I mean, like, yes, please. I need all of that. I'm trying to manifest a life that I love and that I love to live. So obviously I would like to consume things that embody that lifestyle. I've really been trying to recurate all my social media feeds to show me things that inspire me and make me feel good. If I'm feeling sad when I'm consuming it, I don't. I'm learning to differentiate the, the difference between jealousy and just making myself feel bad for things that can't be changed or hasn't happened for me yet. Sometimes I'll look at what I'm having negative feelings about and then I'll get into this downward spiral of beating myself up for not achieving that goal or whatever it is that someone else has. I look at why I'm feeling that way and then I assess if my feelings are valid or if I'm just being bitchy. And then I go from there on how I can correct those feelings. Like, I know I'm not going to be getting a 10 acres of land with my dream home built on it tomorrow. So if I see someone else just purchased a home, I'll start running down a list of reasons why I haven't achieved that goal yet. When the reality is whether there were obstacles in my way that stopped that dream from happening at the moment. I wanted it to or whether I just didn't put my all into whatever it is I'm trying to achieve. I need to assess what I'm currently doing and what I need to change to get where I want to be. 
But if while I'm doing that, I feel like I'm still not happy or jealousy or body comparison or whatever it is, if I'm still having those feelings, I will just unfollow whatever it is. I feel like that was a thing for me when I was just going through my late miscarriage. I was following and working with so many baby companies and groups at that time. I was heavy into prep when we lost Giovanna. So naturally after that and trying to heal and move on, it's going to be really hard if you're constantly surrounded by pregnancy and babies and tiny clothes and nurseries and blah, blah, blah. While all that is beautiful and amazing in its own time, forcing myself to scroll through a feed full of pregnancy joy was just not conducive to my healing. I was jealous, angry, sad. It was a lot. So naturally, unfollowing those accounts made sense. Don't consume what doesn't make you happy or brings you some sort of joy or entertainment. You aren't a bad person because you don't want to follow the Susie Loves Babies page anymore, or you don't want to look at the nursery decor page you've been following forever, or that blogger with the cute maternity style. If it hurts, stop doing it. Duh. If someone makes you feel bad for it, that's their issue, not yours. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Not wanting a front row seat to the show doesn't mean you aren't supportive. It just means you are also hurting and need your own time to heal so you support from afar. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I also unfollowed all the accounts that either drastically changed once they became popular or they just don't fit what I'm trying to curate anymore. I mean, some like drastically changed you know what I mean like one girl went from beauty to porn or wait it's sex work I think is the proper term now but yeah it wasn't like hey guys I'm changing up the channel type deal it was more of like disappear after I got my body done and then pop back up bam I'm back and I'm into sex work now like she had younger viewers and stuff too. So a lot of people were like, what the fuck is happening right now? Rightfully so, you know, like you think you about to get a new eyeshadow tutorial and instead you get an ass shot at 10 a.m., you know what I'm saying? But instead of commenting or posting something negative on something I don't like or don't want to see or don't need to follow or I don't agree with, I just unfollow or scroll by. I think now you can also request that certain accounts or ads don't pop up on your feed. So yeah, simple as that. You would think so, but we know at this point, the internet trolls just want to be out here trolling. Okay. It has nothing to do with them trying to give you some supportive advice or some friendly, friendly advice. No one ever just gives friendly advice. It's not a real thing. Okay. It's all unsolicited. And unless someone is like, Hey, I need your advice. They don't want it. They don't need it. Speaking of which, what is up with all these erotica ads lately? If I'm not getting an abundance of women on Snapchat trying to add me to their private feeds and snaps, it's the werewolf erotica on Facebook here lately. I mean, I'm all for a good erotica book. The mom porn of the world, they say. But, like, I haven't even looked for a book that wasn't self-help in quite some time, actually. I think it was like The Fifty Shades was the last one. And I bought the actual book. I didn't like look it up or get it online or listen to it on Audible. I actually still have to watch that last movie. But Agent 77394 knows I'm boring. So I don't know what my internet suggestions have going on lately. But 
Like, was there an influx of werewolf erotica requests in Twilight or something? I guess it's the werewolf thing that's throwing me because, like, who asked for it to be werewolves? Like, I'm always going to find a vampire infinitely sexier than a man dog, which, I mean, realistically, you know. But that's besides the point. If I'm missing out on some, like, bomb storytelling in the werewolf fantasy section, let me know and I'll check it out for research purposes or whatever. (laughs) I actually don't watch the news at all. I think it's been, I want to say, over four years, maybe more now, that I just don't watch it at all because... The media is not curated to give you the details on what's going on. A lot of these outlets now don't even give you real information. It's to cause hysteria and it's to report a story. That's what the news and the media are. Stories. I mean, just look at the world right now. Pre and then post-pandemic. How people acted during the beginning with the toilet paper and the milk hoarding and all the bullshit. Look at the mask and vaccine war we got going on right now with everyone fighting over shit that honestly isn't even clear from the actual supposed scientists giving out the information. The confusion that is the CDC and the way all this bullshit has gone down is enough for me to get the information I need and stay my ass away from the news. They try and sprinkle in like five minutes of cheer in between all the bullshit and it just isn't it. So I'll get my information that I need from articles and sources that have factual straight to the point answers so I get my info and I move on with my day. Continuously consuming the news is just so depressing and the news is all the same. Nothing has changed. I actually heard that in a TED talk I think. I can't remember which one but he was saying it's literally the same news. It's just happening to different people. Like everything's the same. All the stories are the same. It's just different names. I've been listening to a lot more TED Talks lately. Actually, I updated my TED Talks favorites list on YouTube. As I keep finding new ones, I will update the list. But unless I'm watching a good show or something, I've been trying to consume things that help me learn something, even when I'm not necessarily sitting down to learn a new subject or a lesson, you know? Sometimes you can learn things by just listening. But I think the more positive messages you consume, the better for your mind and body. I've also been finding podcasts that I enjoy, and I'm really trying to have my podcast feed full of shows that I like. You know, you don't have to, like, skip through certain shows that you just haven't removed off your list yet. Y'all already know I love me some true crime, so I'll share some of those podcasts I love later because I don't think many have changed since the last time I've shared. I haven't found more that I'm loving at the moment. I've been kind of chill on new true crime pods lately. I have, however, been popping in and out of little articles of the Lauren Smithfields murder. As I talked about in last week's episode, she was a popular influencer who was found dead in her apartment after a bumble date with a white man, which last week I didn't have his name, but his name is Matthew LaFontaine, I think is how you say it, LaFontaine, I don't know. The police refused to question Matthew as he was seen as a nice guy and let him leave the scene without any investigation whatsoever. It's said that Matthew may have connections somehow with someone on the force or higher up. Y'all already know how that privilege shit goes. But the story doesn't make sense and her family is looking for answers. So if I hear updates, I'll continue to let you know. But I'm not a true crime podcast, so don't take all my details without some research yourself because that's all I know so far. I don't really have book recommendations right now because I'm still on the same books I've been on for the past month. I kind of put books aside for a bit for this month 
uh, because I've been on a deep dive for some uplifting, fun, and like life podcasts. I'm going to get back on my book list this month, but podcasts have been coming in clutch when I'm working or traveling. Sometimes I need something that I don't have to focus really hard on, you know, like some books, even if I'm listening to them on Audible, I want to be able to pay attention a little more and zone out into the story. But with work and driving, you can't do the zone out part unless you're the passenger. So I've been listening to more podcasts at the moment. Do you love reading but don't have time to sit down and read a good book? Well, we all know I love Audible. I share books on the podcast all the time, and I talk about Audible a lot. I solved my reading problem with Audible about four years ago. I love to multitask, and it's been amazing to still keep up with my book list while checking off my to-do list. It's perfect because they offer books that are narrated by professional voice actors and sometimes even the actors themselves. You can listen while driving, cooking, cleaning, or doing anything else that you need your hands free for. It's like having a personal assistant who reads to you whenever you want. Think Diddy and his umbrella holding manservant, but with books. With the new update, they even have podcasts, sleep meditations, and much more now. There really is something for everyone, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything to start. You can click the link in the show notes to sign up today and get 30 days and your first book free. All their books are DRM-free, which means they aren't locking them away from other devices, so even if your subscription expires or you cancel it, you can still keep and access the books you've already purchased. Just download them again, anytime, from anywhere. There's over 180,000 titles available to choose from, and I'm sure that number will just keep growing. You can even follow the Awkward Mom stage on Audible now. So go get started on that reading list, but let's wait until after the show. I wanted to share a few of the podcasts I've been loving. So when you're waiting on another episode from me, wink, wink, then you have a few more shows to binge as well. I also share podcasts I'm loving often on the Instagram page as well. And some of these, I think I just shared the other week, actually. So the past two weeks, while I've been discovering new shows, I stumbled upon these that I've been loving in no particular order, really, because I kind of just pick a podcast and just let them like play through. But the Wellness Cafe, Not Your Typical with Kayla Nolan and Morning Ray with Alana Bloomberg are really uplifting if you kind of want to get into the that girl aesthetic without it being like corny or forced. These shows are really good at breaking down self-love and self-care while making sure you're taking steps to live and have a happier, healthier lifestyle. Self-care and chill with Maui. I just recently started listening to it, but I love it so far. Another podcast about living your best life. She's down to earth and the topics are on point and definitely relatable. Pep Talk podcast is a refreshing take on life and dating. Advice coming straight from your bestie, telling you all the red flags to avoid and how to lift yourself up and put yourself first. As she says, baby, you are the table on the Pep Talk podcast. Ask Ashley. I've actually been a subscriber of their podcast since last year, but I don't know if I've really mentioned it before. The girls are hilarious. The show and the guests are entertaining. You get different perspectives on dating and things from being a mom and someone who's not a mom. So it's a really good podcast. I laugh all the time. It's great.
And then last but not least is the Black Girl Bravado, which I think I also shared on the Instagram page. I just recently found them like a week or two ago. They're so funny and bring a fresh and relaxed vibe to the podcast atmosphere. You learn how to take ownership and stop gaslighting yourself, learn how to network, get insights on relationships, family, work-related issues. But yeah, y'all, I'm loving all the podcasts so far. Definitely check out the Black Girl Bravado and all the rest of the ladies that I mentioned today in their podcast. I've also started sharing my favorite podcast picks of the week. So you can head over to Instagram and you'll be able to check those out frequently as well. But those are just a few of the podcasts I've been loving this past month. I'll give another podcast recommendation list soon, I guess. I think I'm going to keep doing these things I've been loving lately episodes. It feels like I'm just catching up with my besties when I'm sharing. And that way you guys can check out new things as well. I'm always finding new stuff. So I may just share something in every episode. We'll see. Another thing I've been on is a natural hair journey for the past, like, I'll say four months now, maybe. I stopped using heat on my hair and I've been wearing protective styles quite often. I changed up my hair care routine a bit and I'm still playing around with some products to see which ones work best for my hair. Me and my girls and even my son, we all have curly hair, but we all have different patterns and textures. So we all kind of use different things for our curls. We use a few of the same products, but some of them differ, which I'm sure women with curly hair or moms with kids that have curly hair know it's definitely a journey in the hair care department for these girls. I'm certainly still learning and I have a long way to go, but we shall see how the process goes. I haven't seen my real curl pattern until now, honestly, since I can't even remember the last time I was like a kid. For those that know the ethnic hair struggles of relaxers, hot combs, etc., my curl pattern is like a 3C and a 4A kind of it like mix. That's another thing with curl patterns because sometimes you can naturally have more than one pattern at a time. I think my hair has many patterns at the moment because some of it's straight from just being flat iron to damn death and the other is like 3C but then you got some 4A happening and like I said I've only been on a natural hair journey for a few months now so it's a mess still y'all. It's a lot to learn and take in. My oldest daughter has her natural hair game pretty much down now and I'm so proud of her and jealous like ma'am technically I gave you those curls sort of so you could kindly give them back please and thanks. But seriously, I was like asking her questions and she was like, mom, you have to figure out what works for you. You're a cosmetologist. I was like, okay, miss. Yes, I am in fact a licensed cosmetologist, but I do not specialize in hair and I never have. Well, not head hair, at least. My specialty is skincare and body waxing. I learned very quickly that even though I can and certain aspects of doing hair I like, I didn't like doing other people's hair. I was like, nope. I do not want to be responsible for Karen's highlights because it's just a nightmare waiting to happen. She's going to be mad when I give her exactly what she wants. If you know, you know. Or when I won't make her naturally raven black hair, platinum blonde in an hour in one day. Like, please. I've had my fair share of hair salon stories. So skincare, waxing, and lashes is where I will stay. I mean, my side of the industry isn't without its fair share of drama, but I'd rather deal with those issues. Again, a story for another day. But she's right. It's a lot of trial and error. Also knowing your hair and scalp type. 
knowing your curl type really isn't all that important because again you can have more than one curl pattern in your hair at a time and also you need to use products that work with your specific hair and scalp needs just because you have a 4c curl pattern doesn't necessarily mean that all the same products that work for you will work for someone else and vice versa i started my hair care journey shortly before my birthday i think maybe october i don't know exactly but I stopped using heat on my hair. I only use, like, I only air dry it. Sometimes I'll sit under the dryer. I might use a diffuser on cool, like, once, but no heat. I don't use clip-ins, really, at all right now. I wear protective styles, mostly braids and twists at the moment. I've started women's daily vitamins and hair, skin, and nail vitamins again, and I've switched to curl-friendly shampoos, conditioners, and products. I'm definitely still learning the protective hair game like I already knew about sew-ins and braids. I've been getting sew-ins since the first and last time I let a Paul Mitchell hair professional at a hair show color and cut my hair. That's also a story for another day, but word to the wise, don't be a hair show model, y'all. Anyway, I already knew about those, but like wigs and stuff, I still have not mastered. Honestly, I've only bought like two wigs my whole life. One was like a cheap Halloween wig and another was a curly wig. But like I look like both those homegirl, y'all, because it just wasn't given what it was supposed to give. You feel me? I look dumb as hell. And after that, I never got another wig. But the ladies be slaying the wig game. I just want to be able to have royal blue hair today and raven black hair tomorrow and nobody know it's a wig you know but i haven't cracked that code yet so i gotta get on youtube and study wig installs more when i was sick i wasn't aware that there was also like a thing about post-covid hair loss well aside from a freaking hair care company that made me lose hair on top of that i also had post-covid hair loss too yeah, well, a new hair care routine and vitamins are what I've got going on now because I'll be damned if I go bald. My knees may not be working like they should anymore, but I damn sure won't be bald along with it. You know, you feel me? Speaking of YouTube, I'm going to be bringing my YouTube channel back. I don't know my official return date yet, but I'm going to start posting there again soon. I just need to get what I'm going to be posting together. I'm not sure yet. I might post video recorded podcast episodes to the channel, but I still have to get the aesthetic right and together and the way I want before I start uploading again and putting things out. But that's definitely been something that I wanted to kind of get back into because I miss my little vlogs and stuff. I used to do like cleaning vlogs on there and just all kinds of stuff. And I just really fell off. So like in this journey of trying to find myself, and learn about myself again. I'm doing things that I used to do and love and things I stopped doing just a few years ago that I no longer do that I used to find immense joy in. And honestly, just kind of trying to feel out what I like, what I don't like, what I'm still actually enjoy and what I'm over. Lockdown and spending more time at home has really given me time to reflect on a lot and take the time to realize just how much I've changed over the years. But a majority of that change I'm realizing was more for others rather than something for me. Like, I can't really think of anything I've changed in my life that was a direct decision for me. In my lifespan, a lot has changed. And though some would say, well, obviously things change, they're supposed to, but 
change has kind of been backwards change for me. Like it's been a lot of me putting my things to the side for other things and people in my life. So with the shutdown and me having time to reflect, clean, declutter, and kind of reorganize my life and think about what I really wanted in life and where I really wanted to be, I've been realizing a lot of things that I used to do and that I was actually really good at and I no longer do them and I've been reflecting on why. I think a big shift has definitely been outside influence, whether online or in person, like from another person, whether it's family, friends, or strangers, even when you don't intend to necessarily, outside influences will always have a lot of times have an effect on what you think and feel. So I've been trying to be more mindful of that and things like being kind to myself. I've been kind of struggling with body image lately. My weight has always been a touchy subject for me. I've always been self-conscious about being smaller. And I know there are people that are like, oh my God, I kill for your body, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how many times I have to say what you want isn't what someone else wants. Everybody is different. So just because you want what I have don't mean I have to like it or feel the same way. I wanted to be short for my whole life and my friend wanted to be tall. She's like 5'4 or something. I was always jealous of her height and vice versa. But we never are like, oh my God, girl, I kill to be your height. Just love it because I love it. <laughs> we encourage each other to be more confident in our own skin. But me telling someone to like something just because it's something myself or society deems acceptable or whatever People really have got to stop doing that because it doesn't help anything and it just causes more divide. Just like with the that girl aesthetic or the really organized, decorated, perfect homes on the internet, there's the not not perfect side of TikTok or whatever it's called where it's basically the opposite and deemed as normal life. Now look, my house isn't always perfectly clean. It's never going to be until all my kids are grown and out the house. But I'm a person who loves organization, cleanliness, I don't like clutter, etc. And when I say clutter, I more so mean like miscellaneous things you got from yard sales or crafting shit you bought when you were deep in jewelry making TikTok or whatever. When you just start stacking random shit in your garage instead of deciding to donate it or sell it or throw it away. That's what I mean by clutter. Your kids throwing toys all over the living room, their room and the playroom. I get that, especially if they're young. Like kids don't care about your perfectly curated life dreams or your Instagram feed, but you don't have to have piles of shit everywhere that have nothing to do with your kid. Even if you have a kid, there's ways to organize the clutter. Also, just because someone wants to live in a clean and organized house, why is that considered fake? But you living in clutter is considered normal. Why can't both be the norm? There are some organized people and some not. Honestly, you can be whatever you want. And that's not on some BS your parents told you when you said you wanted to be in the circus when you grew up. I mean, like, if you want to be organized, you can be. If you want a clean and clutter-free home, you can have that. It's all in what you prioritize. It doesn't all have to happen in the same day. If you think people online just wake up and start posting perfect pictures, think again. If you think their homes just come organized, think again. It takes time, sometimes weeks, months, years to get organized. Some of those people just bought their homes and it's so easy to start off organized and just maintain rather than like rebuild and shit. So they obviously have a leg up in the decorating process. 
to have a perfectly organized kitchen, closet, pantry, bathroom, whatever it is, it takes time to get there. And that's just what those people chose to prioritize. That doesn't mean they're fake. That just means that's their reality and it's something they enjoy and want to maintain. Just like you are comfortable in your home, they're comfortable in theirs. I think people are kind of taking things too far when it comes to saying others are fake just because their lives don't look like someone else's. Are there times when all these trends are becoming toxic and taken over? Yes. Are there times when it's overdone? Yes. Are there people who try to say it's the only way and it makes them seem as if they feel they're better than those who don't live like them? Yes. But those people are also toxic and bring a poor image to the ones who aren't living like that. But you are also in control of what you consume. If you don't like something, scroll past. If it's just eating at your soul, block it. That includes content that makes you feel uncomfortable or not like you fit into that specific category. If you don't like the perfect aesthetic you're seeing or the organized lives you're watching and you feel like that's unattainable for you, then stop looking and watching. I don't understand that weird obsession people have with hate watching the people they don't like or can't stand. It's giving obsessed. Find your own tribe, but don't tear someone else down and call them fake because that's not the life you're living, you know? I've just been seeing that a lot and I always end up thinking like, why is that person fake? Because that's who they chose to show up as every day. That's what they strive for. If that's not what you want or you feel it's unattainable for you, just say that and move on to a group that makes you feel comfortable. Also, you don't have to be rich or famous to have a housekeeper. Stop with the madness. As much shopping as regular ass people do on Amazon every week, honestly, you could have paid for a year's worth of housework if you were smart. But the minute someone finds a way to work it into their budget, now all of a sudden they're fake and bougie and all the BS that comes with that. You also don't have to have some special job. It's very affordable and costs like a week of Starbucks in some instances, depending on what you're cleaning. And they don't have to be there all the time. I have friends, even some who are single parents, that have a cleaner come and help them catch up on things because life does happen and everything isn't always perfectly curated. Even for the ones with the perfect Instagram feed. The section they're taking a picture of that day might be the only spot clean in the house. Or their house is clean because, again, it's what they want to do. You can find a cleaner to come like once a week or a month to clean your home and get you back on track. Stop acting like all the shit you see online is unattainable because someone told you it was or because you haven't made it a priority or an effort to even try. It's just like the people who say social media of any kind isn't a real job. I'm always like, what qualifies as a real job then, Todd? Do I have to wake up to a schedule someone else created for my life? Go to clock in at someone else's dream and have a boss for it to be considered real? To you, because as long as I'm paying taxes, my bills, and minding my business, so should you. Don't get mad at me because I found a way to live the life I wanted. I prioritize myself and my dreams to get what I wanted, while you continue to believe the BS the 9 to 5 grind has been feeding you. What's hilarious to me is if everyone had a real job, as they say, there would be no entertainment, no commercials, no nothing. Because everyone would be at a desk working for corporations at their real jobs. 
also on the real job kick, I'm always like, who the hell do you think is going to flip those burgers that you say everyone is too good to flip because they want a livable damn wage? Restaurants and retail jobs are not, I repeat, not only for students. First of all, when the damn kids are in school, who the hell is going to make the burger? Who's handing you your supersized Big Mac meal and small Diet Coke for you to complain about? Who's going to do the books and the financing and the scheduling? A real job is whatever the fuck you're doing to pay your bills. File your taxes, buy what you want, and live how you want. If Uncle Sam wants a rundown of the money I made in the year and wants his cut, guess what? It's a real job. Just in case you were wondering, Tammy. Also, there are plenty of college graduates working these lower paying jobs because going to college does not guarantee a good paying, stable career as we've seen over these past few years especially. So the fact that the American dream BS is still a thing has got to go. There is no American dream. It's your dream. We're on the brink of war at the moment because America don't know how to focus on the blaring red flags we have going on in our own country. But that's another reason why I don't focus on the news and all that because it's just a bunch of shit on there to divide and cause hysteria for no reason. They know there are enough weak-minded people that they can control them with fear and chaos in a few big words. Sleight of hand, people. American Chinese people were being attacked for something they had no control over. We really don't even know where COVID actually came from. I mean, I have my thoughts, but whatever. But as soon as something about China was said, everyone wanted to start attacking people that don't even live in damn China. Stupid. Considering a vast majority of our American shit was manufactured or something was imported from China. But y'all keep playing around and letting these grandpas in office tell you what's up. You'll learn. Anyway, I said all that, I guess, to say that you don't have to be one way or the other when it comes to a certain aesthetic or life you're trying to have. You should be taking what you like and making it your own. You should always be yourself in whatever you do. If it makes you truly happy, then you're on the right track. The that girl aesthetic really is just about you being the best version of you. That girl is you. That girl can be the girl who likes waking up at 5 a.m. and going for a jog. I don't know why you would want to do that, but okay, we don't judge. Anyway, you can love avocado toast in the morning or hate avocados altogether. You can love cilantro or think it tastes like soap. It is not a requirement for you to like certain things to be that girl. She could be the girl who is a little weird, wakes up at 11, grabs boba tea instead of Starbucks, loves true crime and the color black. She might stay up late or work at night. She has highs and lows, messy days, boring days, good days and bad days. Being that girl is being the best you that you can be. Showing up when it hurts, doing what needs to be done. Being a good friend, knowing when to say sorry, knowing when to stand up for yourself. She can be young or gracefully aging. She can be 10 or she could be 70. You could be a man, you could be a woman, you can be them, they, whoever. It's whatever you're doing to be the best version of you. You do not have to wake up at the crack of dawn a.m. unless you're a parent because that's like mandatory apparently. You don't have to drink green juice every day or at all to be that girl. 
stop letting these trends and other people tell you what you need to be happy and figure out what does it for you. Find your own happy and live that. Be that person. I was on Twitter because y'all already know Twitter is a place that has no chill. And there was a post that I reposted of a tweet. I don't know if it's the original poster of this saying, but I saw it from Cooley Bravo. At Bravo Cooley is the handle. And it said, Twitter is the only place where well-articulated sentences get misinterpreted. You can say, I like pancakes. And somebody will say, so you hate waffles? No, bitch. That's a whole new sentence. What the fuck is you talking about? And like, I feel that tweet for sure, because that's not even just Twitter. That's like everywhere. People will take you posting your bathroom like, y'all, I finally organized my bathroom the way I want it. And someone will be like, so you're saying my bathroom is dirty? I'm a trash human being. And it's like, the fuck are you talking about? I posted my bathroom on my page that I organized and that I'm proud of. I don't even know you or what your bathroom looks like, nor do I care. Like, why does one have to equate to the other, you know? People can't be proud of their accomplishments or share what they love without someone being like, well, I can't do it, or I don't have it, or I've never done that. And it's like, what does that have to do with the price of oranges, ma'am? I mean, really, people have really got to stop making everything about them. That's the first thing you have to do anyway when you're trying to better yourself. Focus on you. You can't be better if you're focused on someone else and what they're doing instead of focusing on the tasks at hand that you need to do to live the life you want. People get so butthurt watching other people enjoying life like they can't do the same shit. The same time you spend comparing on Facebook is the same time you can spend learning how to better yourself and actually be happy rather than bring others down to your emotional level. Grow up. Okay, enough of that. The last thing I wanted to share in this episode is the shows I've been loving lately. Obviously, I binged The Golden Girls and the spinoff, The Golden Palace, while I was sick in honor of my girl, Betty White. But we started this new series I found on Paramount called Why Women Kill. There's only two seasons, but I love it. It's so good. Even Kevin likes it. It follows different couples and relationship issues. There's different time periods for the couples, like one couple is in like the 60s, another couple's in the 80s, and another couple would be modern day, so like the 2000s. But it follows their story all the way up to a death. I won't spoil too much in case you want to watch it, but it's a good series. I wish there were more seasons, but we're going into the second season now, so... I've also been watching Rent on My Rental and catching up on the second season of Emily in Paris. I think I love that show strictly for the fashion and stuff because the actual plot, I feel, is kind of ridiculous. But I also love Big Mouth, Get Organized with the Home Edit, and I started the second season of Sweet Magnolias. Yes, I have a wide range of movies and shows I like. These are just a few. The only thing I really don't get down with is horror. I know. People are going to be gasping, but like, please don't ask me to watch Saw or something like that because it's not happening. I've already been forced to watch horror movies with friends and family when I was younger and actually even recently, and I'm still scarred to this day. Like, it and Candyman were traumatizing in ways I still haven't worked out. I can't even watch the trailer for the new Candyman movie. Like, it's just not happening. (laughs) 
Do you want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to start? As the host and producer of this podcast, I can tell you it's definitely not easy. When I started out, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or where to start. Actually, I still kind of don't know what I'm doing. Buzzsprout has been my go-to from the start of my podcast. They have so many helpful videos on hosting, how to edit, how to add music, how to post, what to post. I mean, you name it, they help you with it. And their Facebook community is helpful too. So let me tell you now, if you're a podcaster and you're trying to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They have everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes to get started on your podcasting journey. Now back to the show. Well, y'all, that's it for this episode. I enjoyed today's little chat sesh. I feel like I can just sit down and say how I really feel without filters or word count caps. I can be myself, which is refreshing and exactly what this podcast is for. We're ending the podcast off with something we're grateful for, as always. So what's something you're grateful for this week? Today, I'm grateful for good entertainment, meaning I'm thankful for books, podcasts, shows, music, movies, etc. Things that make me feel good. Depending on the song, it gets me in the mood for whatever or a good podcast that makes me laugh or learn or both. I'm thankful that my taste and smell have finally come back for the most part, with the exception of a few things. I think both are pretty much back on track. That's honestly the most disorienting thing to be able to breathe and everything, but not taste or smell anything that you come in contact with. But I'm grateful for all the things that kept me going and lifting my spirits during all my downtime. I was also really homesick for a little while, especially when my oldest daughter went back to Florida after being home with us for a month over the holidays and into the new year. So I'm definitely grateful for all the things that kept me going and the fact that we got to watch her in competition this past weekend and hang out with her for a few days. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for all the support since I started this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate and leave your girl a written review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let me know you're listening and you love it. If you want to share the love, simply screenshot this episode, tag me at the Awkward Mom stage on Instagram, and share it on your stories so others can find the podcast as well. I will reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you would like to donate to the podcast to help with the behind the scenes, or you just want to buy this hot mess mama a coffee, you can do that as well with the buy me a coffee link. If you're loving the show so far and you have topics you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. Well, until next week, y'all, always remember you're beautiful. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page at the Awkward Mom Stage where you can follow and find information on next week's show, updates for the podcast, behind the scenes clips, and more. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, 
I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode. I hope you have an awesome week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola.